You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of What's going on, bro? Paint the Town Podcast, episode 85. 85, man. 15 more and we're, we hit the C-note. Oh, man. We got to have a special guest for, you know, number 100, man. Agreed. So, uh, Absolutely, um, man. Uh, yeah. So today, I mean, you know what? We've been t- doing some really heavy-duty podcasts for a few, you know, I mean, for a few weeks. It's going to be... There's the mean, times, you know? It's, it's right, what's going man. on. As artists, you know, we got to, um, you know, deal with what's going on right now try to be as current as possible, get, you know, see how people are dealing with it. And, um, you know, that's just, that's how it is. Yeah, man. But, you know, so how was your weekend, man? <laughs> it was a little rough. Um, my, uh, my daughter was born with slightly deformed feet. Okay. Mm-hmm. She has like um, this one part of her foot. Uh, near the arch on the inside has this bone that kind of grew out a little bit too far and so it was causing her to start having flat feet and it's going to mess up her hips and later in life she's going to be in a lot of pain actually like my mom so is that a condition um, or is there a name for the condition or no just flat there feet. may be i don't know but uh all i know is it was uh you know it was painful for her it was getting painful and she had to wait until she was nine years old to have the surgery uh-huh. And she had the first one back in December, and it was so painful because the the medication they gave was minimal. It was like children's uh, Tylenol and children's Advil. That's it. And it's like, <laughs> dude, she just had okay. They shaved the bone down. They they removed the tendon. They shaved the bone down. Okay, yeah. and then reattached the tendon, and then they stuck a prosthetic that's about you know that big, about the tip of your finger from the from the knuckle down into the arch of her foot okay oh embedded gosh. that sucker all right yeah. now you know i don't think you need to worry about this kid getting stuck on you know uh, pain meds you know so give her some fucking pain meds she was in so much pain the first time and so we mm-hmm. told her this time you know what sir sweetie we're gonna make sure we get you plenty of meds this time okay you're not gonna be in that much pain this time yeah well um you know surgery went good she gets home um carrying out of the car, set her in her bed and everything's going fine. And then, uh, she starts pain. First spike of pain starts coming on. And so we give her the meds that we got for her and everything. And, you know, it takes a minute or 20 minutes or so for it to take effect. And then not long after that, I hear her still wailing. Jeez. And it's like, uh oh, what the hell, man? So we like called her, her sir, the lady who operated. She referred us to the pediatrician, called her. She was like, okay, well, you gave her that, that at what time? Okay, you can still give her a little bit of ch- children's Tylenol. Did that and then like didn't hardly do anything. Mm-hmm. Still wailing. And dude, my daughter is tough as a motherfucker. So to see her wailing, mm, I know that she's dealing with some major, major pain. So we took her back down to the surgery center. And they brought her in and they took a little circular saw, like looked like a little Dremel. I mean, I could have done this at home, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, they 
probably better I took her there. <laughs> anyway, um, they basically sawed down both sides of the cast and and pried it open a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, that's that, that was basically the problem. They just wrapped the cast a little bit too tight. So it's basically so just this, like squeezing all the all the blood yeah, out, basically, right? This poor thing was she was like, it's worse than it was the last time. It's more painful than it was the last time. And we're like, great. Don't you can't we feel like such great any, like, we, we told her it was we gotta cover this. No, sweetie, no, look, we got the meds here. It's gonna be good. You're gonna be fine. And now she's you like, lied, just like Santa Claus. <laughs> just like about Santa Claus. You don't have kids, me. man. Hey, don't have kids. Cause <laughs> let me just tell you something, dude. One of the worst feelings that, that I've ever felt in my life is is seeing my kid there in, in, in massive pain and, and not being able to do something about it. Um, that that sucks, man. That I, just I, I mean, that's, that's why I'm tired. That's why I'm a little bit tired because she's still, um, you know, today she was still dealing with, you know, it comes in waves, you know, and uh, it's going to be like that for three days. You know, it's like that for three days. She's going to be in that cast. They're going to change the cast for about four or five weeks, depending on how it heals. Then she'll be in a boot for a couple of weeks and then about two months of rehab. But by then, at that point, she'll be all good. Her, uh, you know, her feet will be all, uh, you know, because, dude, she had to wait. She was supposed to have the other surgery back in April, but they had to postpone it because of the damn COVID-19, you know. So she was starting, she was in pain from having one good foot that it was healed and rehab and, you know, the other one that hadn't been fixed yet. And so when we're doing our PE, you know, I'm art and PE when the homeschooling was going on it was getting to where I, I had to just, you know, luckily we have a pool and I was like, okay, sweetie, we're just going to have to hop in the pool and get your exercise in the pool because she couldn't run. It was hurting too much. Um, so anyway, she's still going to have another day of hell. Um, but at least it's on the, we're on the other side. She once she's better from this. She's going to be all good, man. She's going to be, um, well, I'm glad she's, you know, it sounds like, uh, uh, you know, she's a tough girl, basically, man. And, uh, yeah. you know, oh, man. I think I think the, the, the thing with you, man, is like you got kids to take care of and also you're you're heading back to Florida to take care of your pops, too. Right. <laughs> you know, what I mean, so it's yeah. like tonight after we uh, after we interview um, create, um, I'm going to be hopping on the road and heading back to Destin. It's a uh, 28 hour drive, but I will, you know, probably I'm going to have a couple of cups of coffee and last as long as i can as soon as i start even start getting tired i'm gonna pull over and, and take a nap um dude back in the day i i i know there's several times where i dozed off and was probably going for a little bit before i you know came to and was like whoa you know <laughs> have you ever, like, i mean i've uh, driven to I, the farthest i've driven to is uh houston yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so like drive I mean, that's, that's a solid drive man when you're driving like through the united states you don't realize you're like at, at first it's fun you, you know you hit arizona you're like yeah you hit another state right you know but then yeah. you get to texas right and you're like oh, holy crap texas is so massive for you to drive through it's just like insane it's a soul breaker <laughs> dude it's a soul breaker i'll never forget the first time i drove from florida out here to california um you know it was uh Let's see, 1999. And, um, dude, I, the first thing I remember was I, you know, I'm going through, you know, I'm up at the Panhandle, Florida. So I'm out of Florida in like no time, you know, an yeah, hour and a half. Yeah, so. yeah. 
boom, I'm across Alabama in no time at all, across Mississippi, Louisiana, it takes a little while, and then Texas comes. And, dude, it just, it just seemed like whoever made the map just did not get Texas right. You know what I mean? Like they seriously. <laughs> it. Um, I swear to God, I'd been going for about twelve or fifteen hours, and then I saw a sign that said um, El Paso, four hundred and ninety-six miles. And and I remember thinking to myself, El Paso is that's that's New Mexico, right? And that uh, El Paso, New Mexico. It sounds like it could be El Paso, New Mexico, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I remembered, this is how old I am, I'm 51. Remember the old Steve Miller song, you know, where he's talking about being El Paso, Texas. And I was just like, dude, I still got 400, 500 miles to go after doing already, you know, 12 or 15 my, uh, hours. And I still had 500. And, and then I thought, well, okay, I don't need to know that far in advance of a city. You don't, you don't, I mean, there's just no need to know that far in advance. That's a soul breaker right there. That's, that's a spirit breaker. Like when you're going and you're like, I'm making good time. I'm doing good, man. And you're like, you see that next time. You're like, man, that's a long ways away. You know, like 300 something miles, 200 something miles. But dude, when you see 496 miles, like you got to stop for gas a couple of times before you're even going to get there. Why do they have to? Anyway. Look, man. Anyways, man, you got a long drive. I feel like, you know what, maybe... You can put on a few podcasts, man. You know what I mean? And then uh, do some show notes. Oh, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. No, this is what I usually do. Um, the last drive that I did, I drove up to uh, see our guys up in Portland. Um, Eric's and, and uh, Vox Romana and, and Dr. Um, Dr. Uh, Dr. Nothing. SCO. Yes. Um, and that took, uh, I think it was 17 hours. And the first 15 hours, I just left the radio off and was just in complete silence. Mm. Gee, so man. it'll... Well, like I that's, said, man, just just call me if you need anything because, like, it's a, such a long drive. You could, like, doze off and, like, go... No, that's what I'm saying. No, that's, that's why I mean you know my point I mean? before. Like, during that first drive out, after I saw that... That's what I forgot to finish. So after I saw that sign for 496 miles, it broke my spirit so bad that the next place that I got gas, I just pulled over in the parking lot and just took a nap right there. Because it felt like, you know, I, I thought I was going to, dude, I'm going to go to California. I'm not going to stop and sleep. I can make this, man. I can do this. But no, no. But yeah, dude, when I used to, I've done it about seven or eight times, gone back and forth. And like I said, I used to like doze off and everything. But dude, I got a wife and kids now. So as soon as I start coming even remotely close to, to nodding, no, I'll just pull off and lean the seat back and sleep for a couple hours. For sure, man. Well, have you ever driven to New York? Yes. You yes, have? have? Jesus, yeah. man. I've never done that drive, but you know what? Our guest today is a New York artist, man. How's that for a segue, man? I love it. <laughs> Good one. So basically, uh, you know, it's her, her name is My Life in Yellow, man. Uh, she's been featured, you know, uh, you know, on our uh, Instagram and things like that. And we promoted her stuff, man. I'm really looking forward to talking to her, too, because she has, like, such a cool aesthetic, man. So, I, um, I absolutely agree. I was just going to say it. I really appreciate appreciate her aesthetic and and calling herself my life in yellow. So basically, I mean, like, I'm going to play um I'm going to play a just a one minute video clip first, basically before we let her in. Um, because I see I already see her at the uh, at the oh, door okay. actually. Okay, but um I'm just gonna uh I feel like this will be a good like preface to 
this even for the just for the and dude, next uh next uh podcast we talk about your weekend okay yeah 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 <laughs> definitely definitely oh i didn't do much man shit it's still covid man stay home you know what i mean but anyways here we go wow that's it <laughs> that was Hold your on. weekend huh <laughs> <laughs> really i did nothing <laughs> What the moon gave us. That's what it's saying on the screen right now. To you. I am no longer a woman. A creature of sexual possibilities. My curves are smooth, legs long, and easily available. If you asked. But you don't. Blind to how my body fits perfectly along yours. And how my touch contains so much more than superficial desires. There was a moment when curiosity brought you closer, or maybe it was loneliness and desperation, no matter the motivation, for that time, you understood what I could be. You asked me not to go when you felt me awake beside you. I would have stayed forever, but the sun quickly burnt away what the moon gave us. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Hello, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Can you hear us? <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much for joining us today. Where, uh, where are you joining us from? I am in New York City. The city that beat COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. And the city that did it right. <laughs> now, what would yeah. you uh, like us to uh, address you as, basically? You can call me yellow. Okay, awesome, awesome. I love that. Uh, you know, for the, for the uh, audience that's just listening, she has a beautiful yellow painting in the background uh you know different shades looks like a uh i would say a color field uh type of a study um almost but it's similar you know like a little bit of an abstract you got some forming forms up there and is that a piece of that you did yellow yes so i did this this is one of my first abstract pieces that i've done i like yes. that amazing See, i like all different types of of mediums and and artwork you know what i mean like it could be as long as it's good it could be abstract and the one thing that I'm not a big fan of usually is minimalism, but if you do it right, mm -hmm. I love it. You know what I mean? But just, color field and abstract. with a yellow line. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You put it at the right spot, the right color yellow, you surround it with the correct things. And you know, it gives my mind uh, something to do for a little while. Like what the fuck is up with this? Why is this here? Who the hell thought they could do this and get away with it? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, you know what, today, basically, I was so excited because, like, you know what, we've been referencing, um, as, you know, we're basically the official podcast of Ellie Street Gallery, you know, and as a New York artist, basically, whenever I went to, uh, you know, New York and Brooklyn, you know, I, I was seeing your art and stuff like that. And uh, so it's always cool to, I always say, and, you know, we're friends with TK from Up Magazine, where is New York based, basically, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, what I, what I love about street art is that it's a global industry, we always say, right? And it's kind of like, um, like this community, I would say, you know, and I, I think that 
uh, you know, one of the things that we can always use more now is like unity, you know, and LA and New York are such big influences in the uh, art scene. And I think we both take our, pack our bags up and go to Miami for the trade show, basically, right? For uh, our Basel. Then that's kind yeah. of like, you know, you know how America's Maybe art. not this year. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, yeah. yeah, I Did don't know. Did we do we'll our Basel by Zoom? Oh, I, you know, they, They're doing that, actually. I, I saw that. They're doing, like, virtual galleries. But let me, you know what? It's just, like, I don't think it's going to be the same, you, you know, if you know what no. I mean. Absolutely. <laughs> virtual reality. It, doesn't, it doesn't take place in all the great parties at Art Basel. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I feel like, you know, it's just, like, uh, we're not really there on the VR yet, you, you know what I mean? So it's kind of just, like, you know, it's like virtual Burning Man, man. It's, like, who's going to go to that, man? You know, but they're having a virtual burn this year, you, you know? So... Uh, <laughs> All right, so I got a question for you. Why yellow? Ooh, um, it's my favorite color, clearly. Um, Was there anything in your, uh, like, your parents, your grandparents, or anything like that that? Uh, it's my grandmother's favorite color, my, my granny, my mom's mom. And, um, and I, but the thing is, I never really under, knew that until later, until my mom's like, oh, you know, that's your grandmother's favorite color too. I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was just a color I gravitated towards. And we did live with my grandmother for a while. So maybe I just like subconsciously picked up on it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just made me happy. So when I was in undergrad, um, at Millersville University, Pennsylvania, um, I was kind of like struggling with like fitting in a little bit of depression and everything like that. And, um, I can relate. Yeah, it's just like, you're like, what, who am I? What, what the hell am I doing? And so I always saw this one girl in my dormitory floor. She lived next to me and her room was painted yellow and she had all of these yellow accessories and she just was always happy. She always had a lot of yellow on her and I would sit in the study hall like watching her be joyful and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I want to be joyful. Like, oh, I envious. sad. <laughs> So I just started associating her joy with the color yellow. And I'm like, okay, so maybe if I have a lot of yellow things, it'll make me happy. And so I just started surrounding myself with like inanimate yellow objects. Mm. And it's kind of like how it was like I was coping with my sadness as a way to like externally find joy until I could like internally find it. Wow. I Absolutely. Love that. I love that. Yeah, no, that, colors have a huge effect on people. Um, and especially those people who are not artistic at all mm -hmm. and they are completely unconscious to the effect that colors have on them you put something like that in a, in a yellow room it'll have a huge effect it on them as opposed to a blue room yeah. you put them in a blue room they're going to be like you know right and, or depending on their you know their, their makeup and everything but for the most part you put someone in a blue room or a dark room or something like that it's going to have an effect on them. Whereas, you know, like you said, that uh, your, your roommate that had the yellow room, man. Yeah. That was. Uh... Yeah. And I just was just like, I want to be this joyful. But, you know, like sometimes yellow gives people anxiety. Like I think like McDonald's, they use yellow and orange so people are uncomfortable and they don't stay. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And uh, <laughs> I, I think I read that somewhere. Is it, like, weird, is it weird that I didn't start having anxiety until you mentioned that yellow gives people anxiety? <laughs> 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 a lot of people are like i didn't like yellow until i met you and i'm like well i'm changing the world one person at a time oh i love that i love that but you know what? i was just thinking about it there's a lot of like nice things that are yellow you know just off the top of my head like sunflowers like baby mm -hmm. chicks you know what i mean like i don't know sunshine you know, well, there's a lot of wonderful I mean? things you know the yeah. sun yeah. The, the color for the sun actually is known as yellow i mean it's white because it's fucking you know it's a star it's 
fire, whatever. It's a bunch of colors. Um, but um, so did you, you said you were at school, but that uh, it wasn't an art school. Um, no. What, uh, so you don't really have a, um, an art, an art, um, like an academic art background or just talk about that? Wow. Oh, okay, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, so where are you from? Can we start from where you're from originally? Yeah, where are you yeah, from originally? start from the beginning. I was born in Norristown, Pennsylvania, which is right outside of Philly. Mm -hmm. And so I lived in Pennsylvania for about 30, 31 years. Okay. And I moved to New York. My 10-year anniversary in New York is July 27th. Wow. Nice. I mean, I couldn't have told you just, you know, blew my mind because she looks like she looks like she's like really, really, you know, young, too. So, yes, my 41st <laughs> birthday is next week. Exactly. So, wow. So you're a true New Yorker, basically. <laughs> yes. Right. You, you know, is that is that like a thing for like people who are like the, uh, you know, are you? People, you know, you, you're official New Yorker. You go out with your friends and stuff like that. You're like, yes, 10 years. I'm finally like a true New Yorker. Something like that. Because Yes, it's 10 years. You get mm. your New Yorker belt. <laughs> yeah, you get your little like membership card in the mail after 10 years. <laughs> Teach is yeah. kind of like that too, because Teach is originally from Florida. And he's definitely from LA now too, you, you know, because um, he's lived here so long. And he would definitely be a, a, known as the LA artist, you know what I mean? But I always give him crap because he's like not from here. I, I, I'm not, there's always somebody that's more uh, LA than me. You, you know what I mean? Cause I'm born in LA County and I've lived around here and worked around here, but then there's always somebody who's like lived in downtown LA his whole life. And he, you know, he's more LA than me. Like New York people are like that too. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, if you've only been here for like a year or two, you have no idea. And then you act like you have an idea and you're just like, mm, you have no idea. Which uh, so. area, uh, what section in New York do you, um, uh, you know? If I live in Chinatown. Awesome, awesome, okay. And that's like right by the Brooklyn Bridge area, basically, right? Um, I, well, I live like right by the Manhattan Bridge. So it's like, okay. it's kind of like wedged between Brooklyn Bridge and Manhattan Bridge. So I like, if my official neighborhood is two bridges, because it's between the two bridges, mm. but I just... It's like on the cusp of Lower East. It's like between Lower East Side and Chinatown. But I always awesome. just say Chinatown. Everybody's like, awesome. what the hell is two bridges? No, it's, so. it's just so interesting to me because it's like New York's one of those areas that it's like there's a real like neighborhoods and there's just so connected. You know, in L.A., it's like you could be like in a, you know, different neighborhoods and like really never go to one neighborhood because it's so far, you know. But if you really yeah. want to well, just the whole transportation system, too. It's, you know. I mean, New York, you can you can actually walk to places, mm -hmm. you know, take a, a taxi and, and it not be too cost you too much or whatever, um, or take too terribly long or take the subway. Right. But in L.A., I mean, the subway, you got three lines and they don't really go that many that many places. And um, yeah, it's just it's much more spread out. So mm -hmm. awesome. I've been to L.A. like twice. And do you like a typical New Yorker? How do you feel about L.A.? You're like, bleh. Does I LA saw the, the lip raise, okay? For those of you who are not watching like, this, Does LA have a soul? Because, like, the times I've been there, I'm like, where is the soul of this place? Like, I can't feel it. You know what, so next time... I'm in the wrong place with the wrong people, so I don't know. Yes. Well, absolutely. like I said, you know what? I think that's one of... of soul. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that uh, we aim to do in this podcast. We want to really bridge the community, you know what I mean? Because, you know what, the first few times I went to New York, I was just like, I actually felt the same way because I'm like, the buildings are so tall here. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, there's no soul here. You, you know what I mean? It's like, it just seems like everybody doesn't care. You, you know what I mean? It's just so, but you know what, now you know, that- speaking of that, the buildings being tall and everything, sorry, James, but 
I would have thought that New York would have still being would still be raging from the COVID just because you've got all these buildings, you know, with all these people stacked on top of each other. So just the the physics and common sense, you know, like if some guy up here coughs, you know, it's got this whole way down to go <laughs> before it's you know it's like sprinkling on people like the air conditioners on the street. <laughs> Yeah, and so I was just thinking to myself, man, this is going to last forever there, but somehow you guys have gotten it under control. Now, what, what has it been like for you? I've been very obedient. I've been staying home. Um, and, but it's like now it's starting to get more chill and people are out. But like, I have to say, I am so proud of New York. Like, everybody wears their mask. Like, you know, you, you have the few people here and there, but like, nobody's fighting it, really. Oh, man. Um, and like Good. everybody's obedient, Good. everybody's just kind of like, we're all in this together. Like, we're gonna pay, we're gonna do what Cuomo says. We're staying inside, we're washing our hands like crazy. And like, because we're seeing the numbers and we're seeing people passing, and we know people who are passing away, and we know people who parents are passing away. And it's just like, I feel like we really stepped up and we cared about other people outside of ourselves. Oh, I, I agree. Think obviously, you did. I agree. I mean, able to do it in that area like i said with all these high rises and just you know like i said that's just common sense you know i, I pictured myself if i was in new york I, I could never go outside unless i was up on the top floor of a building that was above all the other people who were coughing you know <laughs> so. <laughs> now, you yeah. know what though I'm on, I'm on the second to top floor of my apartment building so. <laughs> there you go there you go you know what though i feel like uh you know for us, I live in Orange County, actually, so I still live right on the border of L.A. and Orange County. So, you know, we have people like, you know, idiots who don't want to wear masks, uh, you, you know, because it's their freedom being infringed upon. That's what they say, protesting at Huntington Beach, right? But I think at the end of the day, I think your governor is just sexier than our governor. You know what I mean? People don't want to oh. listen to He's tougher. <laughs> hey, this he's is definitely the way I tougher. Yeah, no, he's tough. But this is the way I see it. With the current political situation that we're all in, yeah. We all have daddy issues. We're all looking for daddy, like a daddy who's going to step in and take care of us. And so Cuomo came in and he's just like, family, I got you. And we're just like, daddy, protect yeah. us. <laughs> Whereas like, you know, the guy that got voted in as daddy is not, you know, well, that's a whole other thing that we don't need to discuss. But I feel like yeah. Cuomo stepped in and says, family, I've got you. And we're just yeah. like, Thank you. No, you know, yeah. you're right though. Yo, total, totally. I, I mean, oh, like, my, issues. my even, I think even my, even my father, he watches the, you know, Como when he was like a little bit sad when like the uh, Como Daily Report kind of ended, man. At the end of, <laughs> you know, you know, there's some form of my, my wife was like, President Cuomo. <laughs> There was some form of uh, unity, somebody bringing people together, you, you know what I mean? And it just, uh, it's so interesting that, um, you, you know, like I said, the people listening are probably New York and LA people, so we can go into politics a little bit. Like, we, you know, sometimes we just try to like... Let's not, let's not. You know, what, that's, <laughs> you know what I'm curious about is how this lovely young lady right here, who looks like the last person that would ever put a sticker up in the street or, or do anything up in the street. How did you get started? What was, what was it that made you decide, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go over here and I'm going to put it up in the street. I was peer pressured into it. <laughs> hey, peer pressure hey, that's an answer we haven't heard. That's an answer we haven't heard for sure. I was bullied. And, no, I wasn't bullied. Okay. so <laughs> But I didn't want to do it. And my friend's like, come on. So, um, Who's your friend? 
my so my my lineage of street art graffiti is oh, i love uh, it yeah i have a lineage so um that's great that's great <laughs> i met the swedish photographer um tags and throws i don't know if you're familiar with the account we'll pull it up right now um, yeah so he was in new york documenting and he documents um tags and throws throw ups like he doesn't really do street art fancy pretty stuff and so he was in new york I like it. he's obedient yes exactly and so he um was in new york visiting a mutual friend and we became friends um and he went back to sweden and then i went to go visit sweden for the first time and when i was in sweden i met his friend who is all you see is crime in the city and she documents um the street art like the more of the murals and like those types of things and she and i became instant friends um and i've always written poetry and things like that i never put it on the streets or ever thought to put it on the streets but she was visiting me in new york and staying at my apartment and um she was writing up postal stickers because whenever she'd come visit i would always get her postal stickers a stack of them and um so she had a bunch and she was laying on my bed i just got home from work and she's like laying on my bed like writing up all these stickers and she's like oh you should write one of your lines of poetry on a sticker i'm like no i want to do that i'm like why and she's like no no come on come on come on i was like oh okay give me a and i said come on yellow sure everyone's doing it <laughs> come on everyone is doing it so should you and i was just like okay <laughs> I, gave, I caved and i wrote like three stickers and i did my life in yellow already existed um it was my blog and so i already had an instagram mm. separate from my personal instagram that was my life in yellow and i had poetry on it it was it was all just like poetry and so she put that instagram on it like i wrote a line of poetry uh i just wrote tell him how you feel because i was going through a breakup or about to go through a breakup and i was just like churning on that and so i was like tell him tell him how you feel because i that's what i wasn't doing and she my, i know you know you know who was telling anybody how they feel but like yeah so she wrote my instagram on it and then she actually slapped my first sticker I did not. Ah. She slapped it wow. in Soho. Yes. So no, it was on a post. Like, it's almost like you saw her do the drug. And you got to actually, you know, she did the drug, but she got to actually feel some of the effects from it. <laughs> because you, she put your work up and you're like, oh. But Are I wasn't there her? when she did okay. it. I, was, I, was, there, though, yeah. I wasn't there. Mm, and okay. so what happened was is I gave her the stickers, forgot about it. And then um, she just would, whenever I was at work, um, she would just walk the streets of New York photographing art and she would slap up her own stickers. And so she slapped up one of mine on like a mailbox in Soho. And she's like, and I never thought of twice about it. And then suddenly, like three weeks later, I get tagged in a photo. <laughs> and I was just like, what? And I like looked at it and it was the sticker she, she slapped. And so at that point I was just like, huh, my ego kind of liked that. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, okay? That's what I'm talking about when I said you weren't now, there. Like, all right, like, he took the drug for you, <laughs> but you got to feel the effects from it, okay? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Correct. But then, like, I was just like, okay, well, I want to do this, but I don't <laughs> like the poster. I was like, I don't like the poster. Like, I don't like the way the Sharpie glides on it. And so I was like, I'm going to find a yellow sticker. 
And so I found the eggshell, the yellow, the standard yellow eggshell, and I just ordered a box. And then it was over after that. I was hooked. Well, black and yellow, those are the most contrasting colors. That, that's perfect for, you know, uh, getting visibility in the streets. So. And I didn't even really think about visibility because it was just, I was just looking for yellow. Um, and like, I didn't think anything about visibility. I didn't think anything about, oh my God, this is going to be huge. I didn't think of anything about a street art community. I didn't think about anything. All I knew was don't go over anybody else's shit. Don't go over graffiti. Hey. Don't go over anybody else's stuff. Cause I'd learned that through like tags and throws. And then all you see is crying. They see like, you have to respect the streets. Like something's there. You don't touch that spot. And like, I'm sure there's been times where I've nicked people and gone over by accident, but like, I am always intending to never, ever do that. And so I kind of had that level of education. But other than that, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And I wasn't even like thinking about a street art community. I assumed everybody was under in hiding and nobody knew each other. <laughs> well, that's kind of true. I mean, it was so like recently. that for a while. It really <laughs> yeah, was like yeah, that for definitely. a while. And so oh, I man, just, I yeah, love so that people story. started finding my stickers and tagging me and messaging me. And, you know, and that's kind of so how these, it started. The stickers you're talking about, would you handwrite those? They're all handwritten. See, that's, that's another thing that uh, some people don't realize. Um, you know, when you're doing stickers, you're doing something that's mass produced or something like that. It's not going to show up in people's minds as much if it's done by a computer and is perfect. Right. Can we when talk you about handwrite your... something, it automatically draws your and eye to it. Yeah, and they're and all different. Yeah, they're all different. black and yellow on top yeah. of that? Yeah. Well done. Man. I'm, okay, so, you know, I love the coloring, obviously. We're going to do a check your feed? Um, well, uh, yeah. Well, let, let me ask her a couple questions first because I, I, okay. I want to pull up the sound effect. Now, let's talk. Obviously, <laughs> you said the, uh, um, you have a certain type of, like, font that you're writing, you, you know? Now, now, how did this that come about, basically? Like, is that, That like, is my everyday handwriting. Like, when I write notes to my boss, it looks like that. <laughs> but, um... Wow. You've got to pay for him. <laughs> like, when I'm passing notes to my boss, it's like, that's what it looks... I know, it's like, he has no idea. He has no idea. But, um, initially, when I first started, like, if you go, like, deep into my Instagram, I did more of, like, a block, like, all capital letters. And I think I just get... It's exhausting, and so I just got lazy, and I just started, like, getting more swoopy and then more emotional, and it's just, okay. like... And it just kind of evolved on its own, and, um... That's really, but it's my everyday handwriting. Amazing. I'm just, I just wanted to comment on it because there's definitely like uh, iconic style, even though, you know, like I was just wondering, like maybe something inspired you, but that's just amazing that that's your handwriting. Well, um, you know what? what? It's, it's kind of like a muscle, the, the, yeah. the writing, you know what I mean? Um, when you get to where you're writing a bunch like that, man, it's, uh, it can be a wonderful thing. It's also kind of therapeutic as well. It is. And I, I love, like, I love writing people's names. Like, I'm, like, at work, they're like, we need to do the holiday cards. I'm like, can I write everybody's names on the envelope? But, um. <laughs> You're a graffiti writer. And you didn't even know it. Is what I it love is. it. I love it. I love it. You get you a spray can and just start writing bigger. You know what I mean? Oh, you know what? I have mad respect for everybody who can use a spray can i have like i've tried writing with a spray can and it's not my forte mm. i you know i don't have a lot of opportunities to practice can uh, i ask legal you something what how much time have you spent practicing that's the thing is i have not but the few times that i've done it i've just been frustrated um but i don't have a way that 
I could legally practice over and over and over. Cause I'm, you know, unless I get a big board and go to the roof um, and maybe. Oh my that gosh. Way, yeah. But, I love that. I love it. Like I have a backyard. Hey, you know what? There's a, way, there's a will, there's a way. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there is. Where there's a will, there is a way. Um, so I haven't tried, but I need. When you I need tried, a have you have you been using what kind of spray paint were you using? Um, I'm looking over at my shelf. Um, the Montana. Okay, so you, you know all the different spray caps and everything. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm still so, yeah. getting better to, I'm, I'm still learning like, you know, the fat cap and like, you know, the little guy and that kind of thing. I so I still, have, I, still have a, I still have a lot to learn. I well, you know what though, like, based go. on what I've seen of your writing, it, it's just a matter of time. Correct. Okay. It's just a matter of training that muscle the same way that you've trained it to, to write on those things. You mm -hmm. will eventually be able to do that with a, with a spray paint can. I would love bigger. to. Yeah. Cause right now when I've done my murals, um, I've been hand painting them. Hey, that's that's wonderful to me, man. I to me yeah. personally, I mean, you know, always, you know, mature and you know, practice different techniques, you know, right. but you know, no shame in like hand oh no, you're hand painting them. Like <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? For uh, for a long time, um uh I mean academically, the most difficult medium to master is uh watercolor. And what's, it's funny because a lot of people start with watercolor and they get frustrated. It's like, well, guess what? You start with the hardest one. I know it's the easiest one because you, all you need is the water and you got the paint and the, the surface and everything, but it's the toughest one next to uh, spray painting with a can mm. outside. Because it's like also like that Not just spray like... painting with a can, but spray painting with a can outside, okay? Because you're dealing with the surface, you're dealing with the spray can, the, the, the cap, the amount of you know, paint that's coming out of there, distance from the wall, mm -hmm. heat from the sun, humidity, and then of course, <laughs> if it's if it's windy, nerves. Okay. If it's if it's windy, but if it's gusty, if it's gusting, different directions. Forget about trying to get a nice fade. You know what I mean? Like only the top OGs can can do that. And like I, I don't even know how. I, I for everyone that has like ability with a spray can like they have they might not know it or they might not care but i'm like i you're my hero like i find so especially like, these guys don't pull billboards i mean can you imagine with you know you only got a, a catwalk it's about this wide a lot of times you have like this much of a space between that catwalk and the billboard and then you can't back up and look at it you oh. know what i mean if you do oh. go one way too far the other way you're gone and it's also it's like getting it on the first try <laughs> my, my first <laughs> oh yeah I can relate oh, because, like, that too. Me, you know, I throw away so many stickers because I'm like oh I don't like the s on that and like I you know so it's like to be able to like because my very first wall it was only temporary because it was the artist that was initially going to paint it it was at Underhill Walls Jeff Beller um in in um Brooklyn mm -hmm. and Dirk Cobain introduced me to him because I was oh, like Dirk Cobain yeah that's a great artist in <laughs> so I came to watch him paint because I wanted to start seeing people paint big because I was like, I want to do this. And um, so I met Jeff and he's like, well, the artist that is going to do this panel is sick and I don't want to leave it blank. So if you want to come and practice and try, it'll be up for like a day or two and then it'll be buffed and they'll paint their thing. And I was like, sure, I'll try it. And so I remember like, because it's like a whole fenced area, Sack Six and Dirt took me back behind the, the fence 
to help me practice using a spray can because I was like, I've never done that. People are watching. Like, there's people. Oh, you don't want that block party and um yeah no that's not good i'm like freaking out i'm trying not to like i'm quietly having an anxiety attack and (laughs) um, i'm like with this i'm like hey guys i'm like i'm melting down on the inside so they take me back behind to like practice or show me how to use a spray can because i've never done it before and then um uh i wrote i went i was like okay screw it i'm doing it and i did it and i stepped back and dirt standing there i'm like dirt he's, he's like yeah I'm like I hate it and I'm what like you right I uh it says your beauty terrifies them amazing amazing yes you have something away with words and I wanted to lead to that next point I mean we <laughs> talked about the the font now we got to talk about the poetry basically yeah. had, but so you weren't you weren't happy with basically what you what you had done yeah. there with the so he, he he's like okay we'll buff it and so he helped me buff it back and I did it again. I still hated it the second time, but I hated it a little bit less. Um, <laughs> What's well, the hard part? So hard. Especially if you have something like that with a lot of wording and letters and stuff like that, you mess up one little part. And if you're, you know, like me, and it, you know, zeroes in on that, oh, it's hard and to keep going. Yellow, it's hard to cover up black on yellow. And um, you're right. You're and right. Part of the thing is, is like my handwriting comes from the fact that I'm writing it really fast. Mm. And so can't spray paint that as fast as I write. It's like a but flow. I didn't understand that. And so I have a lot of learning to do is basically what it comes down to. Awesome. But till then, I've been doing projecting and pouncing and then painting it in. But I, but I have done some hands. It's um, a technique. It's like an old school technique that um, muralists do where okay. you print it out really big. And then you take this like roller or electro thing and it, it pounces little, it puts little holes in it. Mm. And then you, you put it up, the whole paper up, and then you take chalk, yes. and you chalk, and it leaves little dots. And then you I've seen that. Yeah. Yes, you know, I saw that one time, and I was like, what the hell is going on with yeah. that? So and I learned I saw that. it, and I was like, that's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, and it's like, so Android Oi, he and I have done a lot of mural co- collaborations, so he taught me that technique. And um, he's been an, an angel in, like, showing me how to do murals in a lot, like, doing my words in a larger form, and so, yeah, he, he showed me that technique of pouncing, and so I can do it, like, I can write it out on my um, iPad, and then, you know, he helped me blow it up and do that whole thing, so. I I feel like New York That's what it's all about. That's part of it, man, figuring out which way to get up however you want to get up and make it look the way you want. So I'm trying everything. That's amazing. You know, you know, I, I feel like, you know, just talking to New York artists, I feel like you guys like take things like so much more like, in a, <laughs> I don't know, serious than a, a lot of people that are do uh, get up in LA. I mean, the story, I mean, like I said, no, nothing wrong with it, but I can just see it in like, there's uh, formal ways to like do things. I feel like in New York, you know what I mean? You know, it's like it, they're uh, working with collaborations in LA. We all live so far apart from each other. It's like hard to kind of like, find the time to get to you know get together with a lot of people a lot of times yeah. I, I think it's just really interesting seeing like i don't know oh dude guess. east coasters are much better about being on schedule and showing up on time and stuff <laughs> like that like that's that's the only one of the only things that i miss about living in florida and being on the mm-hmm. east coast is is that right there <laughs> anybody so in LA? Your life philosophy is time is a non-renewable resource so I if agree. you're wasting time you're basically wasting their life. Nice. I like uh, that. Pressure. I like that. See, you have a way with words. That's what I'm saying. So let's talk about the poetry. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Because like, 
um did you go to like is there poetry school i mean can you major in poetry i mean i don't know can, like what's what kind your, of school uh, did you go to yeah what, what school so um i spent a lot of money on school uh <laughs> but no i um so i have my my undergrad is in business marketing my i have an mba from penn state and then i went to i moved here and i went to parsons and i got a fashion degree oh okay he's okay very talented Parsons, and, uh, nice very decorated okay <laughs> i mean you know like i said very debt you mean decorated or <laughs> debt I can't, I can't which one was that it sounded like yeah. debt very very in debt <laughs> well you no, know what sometimes very impressed, that, very impressed. sometimes in order to be great you got to go through a ton of shit you know what i mean um and figure out what you don't want to do last, yeah, our last podcast, I'm like, you know, we're going, go, country's going through all this stuff, this horrible thing. And um, the one, one of the nice things that I can say for the current administration is that, um, you know, it's really helping to make the worst of everything and um, helping to make America great by making us go through the worst of everything. Correct. Correct. It's waking us up. Yeah. You know, you know I mean, as a New Yorker, you know, Trump is a New Yorker originally before, like, he his whole thing. Florida. Not ours you know, you're right. You're right. You know, but what's, it's just, it's so Where crazy. I'm from and escaped from. He's yours now. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's teacher's uh, home court now, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's just so funny because, like, we can go on and on and then I just feel like, uh, you know. We'll oh, no, let's not. Let's any not other show. Exactly. So let's go back to, uh, you know, your poetry, man. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, you know, we played this really cool game last time with uh, Truth, and I know you listened to that episode too, as well, right? And then um, I just random instead of like, you know, if you were sit if we were sitting in the studio together, basically how we would normally do it uh, if it wasn't for COVID, um, you know, I, we would kind of just pick one of your random stickers, and I'm guessing there's like a story behind one of these. Always, yes. Y you know what I mean? So I like to kind of just uh do do that um do that okay. same thing basically so this is a segment called check your feed <laughs> so, all right so we're at you know a segment called check your feed basically and then we're just gonna pull up your feed and then i'm gonna pull up a you know what speaking of feed what kind of food do you eat you a vegetarian or a meat eater i'm a pescatarian oh wow. what is that for uh dumb people like me who don't uh, fish. Oh, there you I go okay fish. Okay. I don't eat meat of the land. I only eat meat of the sea. Okay. Okay. What about like frog legs? Good idea. <laughs> I'm just curious. I don't think I would eat that regardless. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would frog also, legs. even if I was eat meat of the land, I just, yeah, no. I'm <laughs> I mean, I know some frogs go in the water, dude, but. Uh, it's yeah, just the whole idea of it. No. <laughs> it tastes like chicken. You, you know what I mean? Like, I'm Chinese. I don't know if I've ever had frogs. We eat all like... kinds of crazy shit, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> if I ever have had frog legs, I was too wasted to remember. All right, so so let me let me just pull up what we got. Here. All right, and then I'm just gonna uh, kind of like that. look at the visual, dude. That is just, I mean, so well done. I love it exactly. The aesthetic, like it's all about Instagram aesthetic these days. It's not about individual posts, you know. People gotta look. At you gotta have a grid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. You know, I love it because I can tell you're like OCD about. <laughs> Like <laughs> you're like okay, this wait, is wait, my wait. marketing degree. This right is my there. marketing degree. I love it. In. No, I love it. I love it. That's what I'm saying. It's like today it's gonna be 
yellow square day with the black border because you, you know what i mean yesterday we had no border i love it you know what i mean i love people who obsess about aesthetic because that's what makes instagram like beautiful actually you know yeah. what i mean um but okay let's let's just uh, uh i'm just gonna pick this one right here i can't wait to hug you you know i mean this one was uh may 14th man and i i think you know this is kind of obvious but go ahead and tell the audience about day uh, 60 of quarantine day 60 of quarantine so basically um what I started thinking about during quarantine is just like, man, like you can't, like human touch could kill someone. Like it got to the whole thing where it's like, you can't really hug each other. You can't kiss each other. Cause you basically could murder somebody with your touch. Um, and so I kind of was just like, man, like asking people like when this is over, like who are the five people you want to hug first? Jeez. And I was just like, really like, who do you miss? Like, who do you just want to like arms? Do you want to feel? And who do you want to wrap around? And so I created this graphic um, and I actually made them into postcards mm. and I sent them out to people who have ordered things from me that I couldn't ship because of COVID. Um, and so I just started, you know, sending them out pre pre postage, um, already put the, the stamp on it so they could send it to like people that they wanted to hug. Did you go out so and get up during, during the, the quarantine? quarantine? Did I? Um, not really. Not really. See, you guys, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you guys, have, like, followed the rules. Everybody locked down. You, you know what I mean? Down. Like, it was definitely a great opportunity to go. But, like, actually, like, um, in the beginning, it didn't feel like there was a lot of police out. But then it started to feel like there was a lot of police out, um, mm -hmm. like, after, like, a month in. Um, Dude, like I said earlier, like, I don't think even if, I mean, I went out when I was here. But if I was in New York, I think I probably would have been doing the same thing she did just because of, you know, like what I said earlier about, the walking around under all these people <laughs> coughing with all the just coming down through the air you know like you know one of the things that tk said basically and i even felt that here early on um was that like the weather really kind of dictated like how serious the virus was basically because it's like it's invisible at the end of the day right you, you know yeah. what i mean but if it's a gloomy day it just seemed like it was more of a zombie it was even more gloomy yeah well, no it was but it was like very rainy and cold like it was, rained a lot and it was super cold so i feel like it was like mother nature's like don't go outside i'm not going to you it was just like rainy and like yucky like you didn't want to go outside so well, that helps. Yeah, I, I yeah I, I didn't really get i was kind of like in a creative rut during quarantine like i kind of mm. just like like the world shut down my creativity kind of shut down until like more recently Mm, I, see, well, I had I no see. motivation to like get up at all I feel you so a lot of people are like that you know and for me like you know I I feel like I was able to kind of like just be more of a loner you know what I mean but not everybody can kind of people are social creatures you know in New York you guys live in a box you know so it's like uh it's yeah, tough. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm half I'm half social you know I mean I can I can do shows like this and everything but I'm three quarters hermit so mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I get you I understand. Like, it's I always joke that I'm like an extrovert stuck in an introvert's body. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes I can be like in a room, like jazz hands, like, hey, everyone. And then some days I'm just like, and then people come talk to me. I'm just like, and I have to, like, okay, I gotta go home. I can't. <laughs> I, I love it. Well, you know what? It's all about the, the awareness, knowing, uh, you know, when is the right time to be around people and when is the right time to, to go be creative by yourself. And the balance, yeah. too. You know, it's always nice to have a few different creative projects going because like you know you can totally i like i totally get in a creative rut if i'm working on one thing and it's nice to just be able to kind of set that away you know come back to it after you work on a few other things too um but 
Yeah, let me bring up another one. This one. Um, yes, and spe- speaking of, uh, all right, this one's kind of nice because I want to know the juicy secrets, even though we've just met, basically. What truths are you avoiding? Oh, you want to know everything. <laughs> <laughs> so what's this one about, what's basically? The date on that one? This one is uh, January 8th, basically, before COVID. All right. Um, I would say, like, that was probably like, calling myself out. Um, mm. Basically, like, I think that there's a lot of things in our in ourselves that we don't want to admit or like ugly things about ourselves that we don't admit or we want to try to blame or point the finger and it's just kind of like a, like what is it really about yourself that you don't want to admit whether it's like your fears or like how you feel about someone or how you feel about yourself or anything like that so it's kind of like asking myself to admit what I'm withholding vulnerable you know I, I love that you know because i think um a lot of this a lot i've noticed about a lot of street artists i mean and even including teach it's like they're putting stuff out on the street to one thing uplift and the community and give joy to other people but also it's just kind of like dealing with their Some own emotions right yeah Oh, yeah, I put all I put all the emotions on the street. Like some days, I'm just like, love is great. Like you'll you'll go to one corner and be like, love's the best, and then the next corner is like, fuck love, and it's just like <laughs> I, contradict, I contradict myself all the time on my stickers because it's like it's whatever mood I'm in. Like yeah. I, if I'm in a mood, I'll just sit there and write a bunch of stickers, and then I put them in my my purse, mm. and then I just slap them as I'm going if I'm in the mood. But some days, awesome. you know, like they're all joyful. Some days, it's like you know, you know, whatever. So. <laughs> Now, do you like go out sticker bombing with the other street artists? I mean, or is it more of a solo thing that you're, you, you know, because uh... solo, like the sticker slapping is solo. Like I've wheat pasted with um, Sack Six. He taught me how to wheat paste. Oh man, we got to get him uh, on the show, man. He has this really cool, like, you know, it's like a circular ring kind of style too. Um, he should, let me let me just pull it up because it's like it's worth. It's um, so good. I love out. it. Um, his, yeah, urban, what I... his urban guard or his urban zen. Yeah, let me just um, see. Teach, let me just pull this up real quick so you can take a look at it. Um, for example, he he does these really interesting, like. Uh, oh, I love that. You know, so basically mm-hmm. it's like. It's almost like uh, crop. Um, uh, what do they call them? Uh, it's the, like uh, the gardens that they like, you rate, they Zen rate. Zen gardens. Yes. Oh. Zen gardens, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so. I love, I love it. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> You know, like there's there's so many good New York artists that we haven't had on the show, you know, and I think like it's amazing to for us to build this bridge basically because there truly is an underground community. I think Up Magazine they're doing a great job of uh, uh, showcasing a lot of cool different artists, you know, and just linking up with us. I feel like now, you know, New York people when they come over to LA, it's like, hey, we can take them out, and because I've found that the street art community is overall pretty supportive as long as you're um you know in 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 the on the same page with everything you know in the right vibe right so like i said now you have friends when you come over to when you come over to la you, you know what i mean i can't wait <laughs> can't wait but yeah. do you know do you know how i met tk no let's hear the story i met well he followed me on instagram and i he had like dm me he was like in school or just finishing up um something he's like i want to interview you and i'm like okay whatever like sure and um he came to one of my poetry events because i do spoken word poetry and i get on stage and i perform nice. and he he showed up at one of my events at that time i like he didn't know what i look like i didn't know who he like i wasn't even i didn't even know he was going to be there but like i didn't really show my i'm more of you know, like liberal about that now but in the beginning I had never showed my face sure. and anything like that 
And um, like he came to my poetry reading and he brought me a poetry book of his own. Not that he wrote, but like one that he owned and had like notes in. He's like, I thought you would like this. And he had like signed oh, wow. it and he gave it to me. Oh, so nice. Totally like stalked me out. <laughs> what a nice guy. <laughs> totally stalked me out. Uh, but I was just like, Where are my eyelashes? <laughs> <laughs> Taped to the third page. I'm kidding, TK. Shout out, though. <laughs> like super supportive and sweet like I was just like oh like it was like the first like person that wasn't a friend that came to one of my like poetry like spoken that's like, awesome like a, yeah. like you're like you actually like meet somebody who's a fan of your stuff early on you're like you don't believe them you, you know you know I mean, you're like, who are you <laughs> I, I, I understand you? yeah <laughs> you're like are you a spy for some <laughs> anyways <laughs> yeah but that's, that's how I met TK. <laughs> and then, so you were doing, uh, so he wanted to interview you about the street art stuff, basically. Yeah. This, okay. That's this awesome. was before he was associated with any magazine. This was just him being excited about street art. Yeah. Oh, man. I love that guy, man. I went over his, uh, like, it was right before COVID, actually. I went end of February, and I got to meet up and have a couple beers with him. You know, I always see the New York life, like, if I was younger, it would still fascinate. I mean, it still fascinates me, but if I was younger, I would want to take a shot at it you know but it's just like uh, i'm you know as the older you get especially it's like you, you have roots and it's like like you said it, i think it's a 10-year commitment to really understand new york right and then it's like um you know it just seems like such a harder life uh, you know as com once you get comfortable in la you know you know different, different. different. I, don't know. I think life here is pretty phenomenal and easy oh i mean see there you go you, you know what i mean different. like for me, like just the thought of having to walk somewhere to get my groceries, like, you know, like I need, I need my car, you know, where I can. No, the like... thought of having to drive a car and park it. Ugh. Yeah, I'm. That's I've I've reached that point. You know what I mean? Like I'm done driving. I, um, you know, I, I started doing. I'm actually a little bit thankful of my road rage because that's how I started doing transcendental meditation, which has really changed my life and made things so much better. Um, but at the same time. You know, now that I've reached that point, I'd like to get away from the traffic, man, and not have to use a cart. I mean, to, and I have a big truck too, you know what I mean? So finding parking here in LA, it, it's, uh, Well, as yeah. long as, you know, as long as you have your basic necessities, you know, I, you know, this is for me, I need a, I need my weed man there. I need a, you know, good Chinese <laughs> delivery. food. Delivery. <laughs> See, this is why here. There you go. So this is why you need to meet artists and be in the same network because it's like if you're just a tourist and you're trying to like, you know, figure out where you can find, you know, your weed man, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and then also the best Chinese food, you know, I'm a simple man, you know, I just need a couple things, you know, and then like, we're good. But I feel like, you know, now that we built this cool like network, like I said, when you come to LA, we'll show you the soul, you, you know, Please. And, and then in, uh, you know, when I go to New York, like I said, you, you know, we can order delivery. You, you know? <laughs> We'll order everything and it'll show up at your apartment or your hotel room at any hour of the night. You'll be like, I want this. I'm like, I got you. And we'll like, <laughs> little buttons that is on true. And it'll 24 be hours. New York is 24 hours, man. Mm -hmm. I know. I haven't been there in a long time. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm dying to go back there and, you know, hopefully it'll be, uh, soon soon after the uh the covid uh you know, I, don't know if, I don't know if we should let anybody in because you're you guys are spiking right now 
now. Like, oh no, totally, man. You don't don't let anybody from over no. here in. We're, we're like, we can't even. Not only are we spiking here, but I'm getting ready to drive to uh, Florida through Texas <laughs> and back. So yeah, you can't come here. <laughs> I'm We're just saying, look, listen. we can't yeah, even. Cuomo's, Cuomo's going to say, uh, no. No. You no go. Cuomo <laughs> say no go. Wasn't it that, wasn't it that, uh, you know, Florida people were like not allowing you guys to come, uh, the New York people to come in basically. And then, uh, now, yeah, that's what it started with. Now you guys are, uh, putting a, you know, a quarantine on them. I think it's justified, right? You know, Everything yeah. crazy happens in Florida, man. Whenever you hear some crazy, oh, like, absolutely. That's why I escaped, dude. That's why I got the fuck out of there. <laughs> you know, you hear some crazy meth story at Walt. You, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, you, you know, it's always Florida, man. You know, you know, some crazy alligator story, right? If it isn't, if it isn't, it's a little surprising. That's true. Well, <laughs> well, what? That wasn't in Florida. Like, uh, <laughs> no, my roommate made me do this thing where it's like you put in Florida man and then your birthday. And like, there's always some crazy thing a Florida man did the day you were born. <laughs> and so I put in my birthday. So my birthday is July 3rd. So I put in like Florida man, July 3rd. And it says Florida man dies from trying to microwave his microwave. <laughs> so there's like news. So you just Google, like, it's basically, you're just Googling news reports oh, no, no, of no, Florida man right doing something Florida stupid. Florida man on dies in an explosion and attempted to microwave a microwave. <laughs> God. Let me try my birthday real quick. I got. I got to see what, because uh, this is this is pretty fucking funny. Hold on one second. Let me see. Dude, none of this shit's real. They just put it in there for you know. Oh, it's I mean, real. It's real news. It's on like news yeah, pages. No, okay, September twenty sixth. Oh Florida man tries to start a fight at Chick Fil A. <laughs> wait, what? What? Wait, what? Florida man tries to start a naked fight at Chick Fil A on September twenty sixth. A naked 26th. fight. Yeah. Wait, oh. Teach when's your birthday again? March 18th. March 18th. I'm sure there's plenty because that's that's the day after St. Patrick's Day. So for sure, there are some tweaker was still <laughs> fucked up from St. Patrick's Day. I guarantee you there's plenty from March 18th. I love this game. What do you got? I love this game. All right. This is NBC2. So this is not this is not like, a, a, you know, Florida man accused of throwing pancake batter at faces. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for something better than that. March 18th, really? I mean, come on. Here, let, I'll show, let, me, let me just pull up the story. I love this guy because, uh, <laughs> uh, like I said, the Florida people are always so, you know, interesting looking. Florida man accused of throwing pancake batter at faces battery charge. I think, I think they just like oh, the alliteration okay, inside real. the. Uh, <laughs> that's Holy what shit. <laughs> oh my gosh, so good. I love this game. I, I, I didn't know about this game. This is I didn't amazing. either. I didn't either. So like uh, like a week ago, and my roommate's like, "You've never heard of this?" I'm like, "Well, she's a lot younger than I am, so she's like, you know." Brooksville, that's that, where uh, my friend Amber is from. She won't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you yeah. know what? All right, let's pull up another There's a new one. Park trick. I mean, we're we're coming up on an hour soon. Uh, this time flies, you know, when you're having a good conversation, yeah. man. But um, I have another one. Let, let's pull it up. Another one. Um, right here. Yes. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, I didn't make. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't. Uh, can you read that for us? It's nicer to have it in <laughs> No, I can read it. I can read it. Like I said. Sorry, sorry, I didn't make it to your party and my cat <sighs> I love it. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was it. actually like based upon a true story. Yeah, I would love um, to hear what happened. <laughs> 
think it, I, I feel like I was joking with Kaylin Hart. Are you familiar with Kaylin Hart? Mm-mm. She, she um, is a unicorn in real life. And um, she usually <laughs> does like yoga poses and stuff like that in front of murals. Highly recommend. Oh, what a sweetheart. Yeah, she is a goddess unicorn um but she and i are both like cat people and we love cats and i think she and i were like joking about like kind of being also introverted and be like oh man sorry i didn't make it out like my cat totally fell asleep on my outfit like it's just like joking about like excuses for not making it to to an event like an art event or like whatever but a cat person would understand that yes because they're so peaceful and you don't want to bother them like they're so, like like last night my cat was sleeping on my side of the bed, so I couldn't pull the covers up. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm sleeping without covers tonight. Like, oh, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, okay. I'm just gonna pull up Caitlin Hart real quick. Yeah, I don't know if I'll go that uh, far for the This is an amazing oh, wow. mural and, uh, and amazing her outfits coat, always support me. Yeah. Shout out to Caitlin Hart, man. Uh, we'll follow her on uh, Paint the Town podcast because, uh, you know, she seems She's like. She's one of my favorite humans. You know what? That's what, what I'm saying. I feel art, like man. for uh, New York, man, you guys are a tighter knit community when it comes to um, uh, uh, street art and murals and things like that. Like we had AJ Avila on. Um, yeah. Well, dude, it's like I said, you know him, it right? all comes down to these guys show up one time. That's just how it is. <laughs> well, we all go you know to like, I mean? you know, the street artists that drink together stay together. Like we're always at all the art events, like getting drunk off of free wine that is provided like, i love that i love that i mean you know it's kind of like that here a little bit but there's definitely clicks you know what i mean you'll you like you can definitely be um just like hanging out in one community and not even realize what another community is doing here like that they could be doing something amazing in la you know and that's um i think one of the problems and i think in this podcast we hope to kind of just like unite all of that because mm-hmm. um, that or if your event doesn't happen to have good parking that can be a problem <laughs> Right. Although with Uber and Lyft and all, that's helping to a little bit. But um, yeah, if you're in the wrong part of town. Your party, the Ubers were surging. I don't know. <laughs> Prices were surging. Sorry. Couldn't make I it. mean, is it common for, you know, you to go to a party? Um, I mean, like, you know, all the way in like, you know, Brooklyn Heights and then like, uh, you know, have to go to another art show, maybe in the Lower East Side or like, okay. how does that work usually? I mean, like, is there a lot of events going on in one night usually? You can go to an event every night back before COVID. Yeah. Like there was always something, there was always something. And like, there would be times where you might pop from like Brooklyn into Manhattan or vice versa, but it would just depend on what the event was and who was throwing it and how much wine they're offering, you know? <laughs> I love it. Now, like, how often does an artist like you go into, I mean, like, how far out, uh, you know, is, is it until it's not New York City anymore? Like, you know, is like Yonkers still considered what's, like... What's the furthest you'll go to go to an art show? Yeah. What, what day of the week is it? <laughs> Do I? I'm really bad. Like, I rarely leave the island, like Manhattan. Um, Fair. But you know, I, I do get out like I'll like if it's easily accessible off of the L train or like one of the trains. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, these things you gotta keep all these things in uh, consideration, I think. You, you know I, what I mean? Like how many trans train transfers do I have to make? No. Um no, but, like the thing is like depending on who if it's like one of my dearest people, I will be there. Like I will Uber there, I will train and transfer there. Like, yeah, like absolutely. Sure. I'm being um I'm being a brat but yeah it just depends it depends on what day of the week it is like 
how what mood and how I good in. the friend is. How good the friend is. <laughs> what mood am I in? I'm a cancer, so I get moody. So if I have to go home and cry, I got to go home and cry. So hey, uh, don't get in the girl's way. Do not get in the girl's way. <laughs> Now, is there a lot of crossover between the uh, poetry and the uh, art community? I mean, the street art or quote unquote art community, basically. Um, like, do, is it the same people that go to your art shows that would go to your poetry shows as well, too? I, you know, I've had some graffiti writers roll into a poetry event of mine, which I thought was like, I was pretty proud of that. Um, but it's, yeah, I've had some street artists come to my my um, poetry, but I think it's kind of like because it's me, it's not necessarily because they're like excited about poetry but they're just like okay yellow's doing this like i'm gonna support um but like there's a little bit of crossover like probably and like not a lot of like the poetry people come to my art shows so hmm. i don't know it's like two separate worlds that sometimes Fuck those no, people I, yeah you know? no I'm just, i was i'm just always interested in that too because like uh, I, I think that's how it is in like la too you know because it's different scenes you know what i mean and it's like different types of people are in different scenes and yeah. those of us that are floating kind of in between like yeah, you know, it's sometimes it's hard for us to know where we we really fit in. You know, but um, I love having more than one world, though. Like mm -hmm. having the the spoken word poet, the poetry scene in New York is phenomenal. Like the talent. Oh, man, I would love to. Scene. I would love to check and one of those. And open mics every night somewhere, and it is just it's kind of like you know street art family. It's like my poetry family, and it's like you see the same people, and you know, like it's just fun. There's phenomenal okay see then i'm gonna wait till that's going on again before i want to go to new york again okay james uh -huh. yeah yeah i want to i want to be able to hang out and enjoy some of what she's talking about yeah, yeah you know, oh, it's our, phenomenal. our original idea we were planning to just go over to new york and uh you know just hang out and you know it's a zoom kind of works a little bit right but it's always better to have in person and you know what we want we were doing setting up here is a sticker meetup basically where uh -huh. we exchange kind of all our stickers if you want to merchandise, pens, whatever, to uh, help distribute them in LA, and I know they'll get up. You, you know what I mean? So, like, uh, um, whenever that we can have that sticker party again, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, LA, we gotta we gotta wear our masks and get through this shit, man. Look at New York, man. They they fucking handle their shit, man. Like, and they're stacked on top of each other. She's <laughs> all over each other, and we made it. <laughs> exactly, you know. Like I said, yeah, I, you know, Cuomo sexier than uh, the Gaviner. That's what I like to call him. You know, Gavin Newsom, basically. We call him the Eddie Cuomo <laughs> man. Sent us to our rooms and we stayed. <laughs> I love that, man. You know, uh, it's, it, there's so uh, so you know AJ too, right? I think we're having more and more New York artists on. Um, you know, I think AJ also recommended for us to have like uh, Savior El Mundo uh, on basically. That's one of his buddies, you, you know, so we would mm -hmm. love any like, uh, um, you know, any people that you come up in mind. Just, uh, you know, we love to have them on our podcast as well, too, because, you know, more information of, in this scene and you can find yourself uh, in a really supportive community, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Awesome. So, uh, well, that's pretty much an hour, man. I mean, it flew by. It flew. <laughs> Any final questions? Anything else? <laughs> How can people? Go, what's the best way to? What's the best way for uh, people to? Uh, well, no, first, do you have any projects coming up? Yeah. I am releasing my first book. Oh, nice. okay. We'll have to give some away on this podcast. So you know, you got a few, you got a few uh, uh, purchases I, ready. I, yeah. yeah. So um. And what is the best way for people to find this book and to get in touch with you? Um, it's on mylifeinyellow.com to order. 
um, it was on, on pre-order this whole time and then it got delayed um, being printed because of COVID. But no one, I haven't really publicly said this, but I just picked up the box of the books. So it, they're now in my possession. I haven't told Amazing. anyone yet outside of the people that- Who will tell anybody? <laughs> no but like um because i'm like kind of i have to order my shipping supplies and like you know get everything ready logistically oh, um so i'm gonna tell oh. everyone that it's done and i'm gonna start shipping but i'm gonna so, start shipping awesome. probably there's a, a uh uh the, the bundle with the print basically right yes awesome well you, you know you, you got yourself an order right after the show basically so Fabulous. we would love to have some cards um, your, your, you know, your iconic, uh, yellow sticker cards, you know, and, uh, cause like when we have our meetup, whatever that is, I think it'll be before you come to LA at least, you know, but, um, you know, we'll pass them out. And, uh, like I said, when you come to LA, now you have like a, a community that, uh, can take you around, you, you know, friends. Yay. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, awesome. Friends. So, so where, what's your Instagram again and where can we find you? Instagram is my yellow um say it so one more time because you cut out right there sorry yeah a little bit sorry my life in dot yellow there you go my life oh, okay. in dot yellow and uh also your website is my life in yellow.com right yes it is awesome man if i look you forward to hear my voice uh, i have a spotify album of me talking if you ever want to do that what are you talking uh, is it just stories basically no it's me reciting poetry oh okay okay uh, yeah yeah uh, there you go. It's not <laughs> reciting poetry. It's a yeah, poetry talk. album. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so how can they find that on Spotify? Because you know this podcast is on Spotify too. It'll be like real easy. So it's under my life in yellow on Spotify, but there's links to it on my um, my website. Awesome, awesome. Like I said, it's so awesome having you on the show. I can't wait to hang out with you when uh, we go to New York sometime. So uh, um, just let us know uh, anytime you're here. All right. So awesome. Absolutely. The audience, love you guys. Take care. Peace. Thank you. Peace. Thank you. Thank you.